Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome, 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 Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation, and I am Marty Fisher, and boy, am I glad to be here inside instead of outside, because I don't know how it is where you are, but down here in southeast Georgia, it is hotter than blazes, and uh, <clears throat> the forecast is even for worse, and uh, you know, as luck would have it, a couple of days ago, all of a sudden, my uh, air conditioning went out, so I wound up having to... Uh, get a, a service deal and some uh, some Freon put in, and, you know, that stuff's expensive. But, uh, hey, we're good now, and, um, you know, glad to be here sitting here in the cool and, in, and enjoying another wonderful day. And, uh, hey, what a lot of cool things have been going on in the shooting world. Um, gosh, last week we had the U.S. Open up at M&M hunting preserve in New Jersey, and uh, as always, the Matarese family did a remarkable job up there, as they have always done with big events, and uh, they had 1,197 shooters at that Sporting Clays Championship. Um, David Radulovich uh, won this event for the third time. Uh, He's kind of figured out how to win this thing. Uh, Shot a 189 out of 200. Last year's national champion, Zach Keenbaum, and uh, another previous national champion, Mike Wilgus, uh, both shot uh, 188s. Our top lady shooter, our good friend Janet uh, McDougal, who is the uh, chief financial officer at uh, Blosser, uh, shooting her F3. And then we've got a, you know, a young kid. I, I designed a course years ago down in South Florida, uh, Quail Creek Plantation. And the general manager's name down there is Fred Fanese. Well, he's got a little boy. Joseph, who is just coming along, and I mean, this kid is—I um, think he's probably 15 now because he's—he's he's still shooting in the in the sub junior class. But uh, you know, Radulovich won the event with a 189. Uh, this this little boy shot a 186, and uh, he has been uh, HOA a number of times. And congratulations to all of those those shooters, and to to the almost 1,200 of you who. Uh, who ventured out there and and uh, I'm sure just had an absolutely great time. And uh, hey, I can't <clears throat> I can't go without saying I I always want to get this in early uh, because it's important. You know, the, the first segment of my show is is brought to you by my good friends over at the Crushable Vault. Now, if you don't know the Crushable Vault, what a great product it is. You know, they've got a they've got a new product out called their Ballistic Series, and it's. It's a little lighter weight, if you will. It's, it's really made for those who do a lot of travel, want a little bit of economy when you travel. Uh, it keeps your firearms and your ammunition absolutely safe from theft. Um, you don't have to worry about throwing blankets over your over your guns in your vehicle anymore. Uh, this thing actually ties into the vehicle itself, and you know it's a it's a remarkable product, and um, you're gonna have some for, some freedom secured if you've got one of these one of these things with your guns in it it looks just like a piece of luggage too so check my friends out uh crushablevault.com and if you like what you see and i know you will if you go to the checkout there's a little box there a little little uh box that they they give you discounts and this one will do that just type in the word marty type my name in there and you're going to wind up with an immediate 10 percent discount so crushablevault.com give those guys a look and i promise you you will be thanking me when you see me down the road so what's uh what's going on um well i've got a a, a remarkable guest uh, on my show today and we're going to get to him here in just a few minutes it's uh, sean dulaheri uh, who I met, my gosh, and, and he and I will talk about this at a at a duck calling contest back somewhere close to 1990. I'm not even sure exactly what the date was, but it was a long, long time ago. But you know, uh, Sean is uh, is a head shooting coach at Lindenwood University. Now, we're going to talk a, a little bit about all of this, but the reason I'm I'm talking about this right now is there's some great youth events that are coming up 
that um, that Sean's going to have a lot of interest in. Uh, for instance, uh, June the let's see, June the tenth through the eighteenth, the Minnesota State High School Clay Target League State Championship. Now, this is the largest shooting sports event in the world. There will be more than 8,500 high school student athletes participating in this event. It's uh, 330 teams from all over the state of Minnesota. They hold this event at the Alexandria Shooting Park in Alexandria, Minnesota. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll follow up on that down the road. But uh, what a great event that's going to be. And then a month later, up at the Cardinal Shooting Center in Marengo, Ohio, just north of, um, of Columbus, July 13 to 20, the SCTP National Championship will be held. Now, they won't have quite as many shooters there. They'll have uh, about 3,500, and so that's still a, a heck of a big event. Um, but that's going to be uh, that's going to be really something else. Um, real quick, a couple of things going on. The Arkansas State shoot is going on uh, this this now, you know, this this weekend, and. Um, my good friends at Negrini Cases have actually uh, donated a, uh, a compact case for all of the class winners. And boy, that, you talk about a great prize. That's going to be really super. And then May 30th to June the 2nd, Louisiana State is at Cubby Rise in Husser, Louisiana. I have had the, the privilege and pleasure of designing that course. North Carolina State, May 30th to June the 2nd also at DeWitt's Outdoor Sports in Ellaby, North Carolina. The North Central Regional is June 12 to 16. That's at Claythorne out in Columbus, Kansas. And then uh, my buddy Pat Litschke has a Kohler Arms Classic June 6th through the 9th at Bald Mountain in Orion, Michigan. Uh, you want to check out shoots for sporting clays, mynsca.com. For skeet, mynssa.com. For trap, shootata.com. One last thing, the Ducks Unlimited National Convention, May 28th to June 2nd at Waikoloa Village on the west side of the Big Island in Hawaii, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So that's what's going on, things that are coming up. And, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of conversation coming up here because I, right now I want to introduce my guest this week. And I, <clears throat> I said earlier it was Sean Dulaheri. And uh, Sean sent me... Uh, kind of his resume and credentials and things of that nature. And I, you know, I actually thought mine was pretty good. But, uh, you know, I take a look at uh, at what this guy sent me. It's absolutely remarkable. But um, we're going to talk about some of the things that, that have gone on in his life. But right now he is the director and head coach at the Lindenwood University Shotgun Sports, which, by the way, 16 consecutive years won the Collegiate National Championship. And this year, for the first time in 17 years, Lindenwood did not win. But you know what? I don't think Sean's upset about that. That builds character in kids. So, Sean Dulahiri, welcome to Wing and Clay Nation, buddy. Hey, Barty. Thank you for having me on uh, Wing and Clay Nation. Good to be with you. Hey, listen. I, uh, <clears throat> as I said, I, you know, I start going down, down all of this, and you know, back when we met, and and I think it was, it, it would have been 1990 or you know, 89 or 88, you know, somewhere in there, um, you know, many, many, many years ago. And at that time, I, I didn't really realize that, that you carried the, the credentials that, that you do. Well, I don't know if they're credentials or not, but I have gotten the fortunate opportunity to uh, shoot some of the biggest tournaments in the world and represent that red, white, and blue to the highest capacity. Well, and that is, uh, you know, that is something that um, – I can't do anything but but tip my hat because I know exactly how difficult that really is. I mean, you know, you want to talk about being being on the gun all the time, and, and when I say that, I, that's a little tongue in cheek. But I mean, you've got to be your best. I mean, and and you know, I'm reminded of of, of the movie um, Miracle. You know, about the 1980 hockey team. You know, when uh, uh, you know, the coach kind of got on the players a little bit and said, you've got to understand that the name on the back is not new, or the name on the front is a lot more important than the name on the back. And, uh, you know, to, to carry that 
to carry that burden of representing our country is is it's not only an honor, but it uh, there's a lot of pressure to go with that. Oh, that, there's a tremendous amount of pressure, especially when you're representing the past, present, and future people that wear the uniform for the United States Armed Forces. So uh, to be able to have done that for 20 and a half years, I, I can't tell you how proud I am to, to represent the men and women of the Armed Forces. It was incredible, incredible uh, opportunity. I got to see the world. I got to um, learn a lot about my own character, and, and that's what I look forward to is passing that on to these young adults that I'm around. Well, we've, we've got a, a minute or so before <clears throat> before we have to take a break. Uh, and, and let's let's talk about that for a second. When you say you got to know a little bit about your character. Uh, How did you get starting in competitive shooting in the first place? Well, I, I believe it was probably somewhere around the age of four or five. My dad threw me over his shoulder like a bag of potatoes when uh, he was down at Gleason's Duck Club near Lacine, Kansas. And uh, I think I probably screwed up more hunts than – did any good, but probably by the time I was age six, although I couldn't shoot, I was blowing a duck call at that age. So, um, you know, he never left me at home. He's always been my, my greatest hunting friend and uh, always will be. And uh, he, he kept me in the sport. He's the reason I do what I do. Um, it's good to share everything that I go through as far as a coach, as far as a shooter, competitor, and just a human being. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and parenting is critical. I mean, everybody everybody needs a mentor of some kind. You know, whether it be a parent, whether it be a grandparent, whether it just be a friend of the family. You know, as as kids, you know, when we, all of us when we got started shooting, we we all individually did look up to somebody uh, to. Yeah, you know, to, to 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 show us the way, if you will, and and I, I'm so tickled that it, that your dad was that guy that took that time. But I'll tell you what we're going to do, Sean. We've got a lot to talk about. We've we've run up on our first break here. I you know I I, I tend to do that when I'm talking about all of these great events and things coming up. But when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna pick up kind of in your collegiate years and got you going into into all of that. And then we're gonna work into some of the things about about kids and and uh, and how to get kids involved in shooting and, and get kids shooting uh, shooting collegiately and competitively. So folks stay tuned. Sean Dulaheri and I will be right back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And uh, hey, and, and if you are like so many people are these days, if you are uh, a social media guy, uh, check us out, wingandclayradio.com on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash wingclaynation. Facebook is facebook.com slash wingandclayradio. And on Instagram, instagram.com slash wingandclayradio. This portion of the show, you know, we're coming back here. Uh, I've got to, I've, i got to mention these guys. They're great friends and make boy, do they make a great, great, great product. You know, um, I pride myself in having really nice shotguns, and not only do I want to have nice shotguns, I want to, I want them to look good as I carry, carry them around. And so my choice is the greeny gun cases. Now, a lot of you probably have Negrini cases and you don't even know it because Negrini actually manufactures more than a million cases a year for Beretta, Benelli, Blaser, Browning, Parazzi, Cesar Guarini, Antonio Zoli, Sig Sauer, Sauer and Sons. I mean, it just, just goes on and on and on. But the beauty of, of, of these cases and, you know, and they're really pretty, you know, I've got, um, I've got a couple of, of those cases. I've got a double gun case and I've got a compact case, uh, and they're they're trimmed out in beautiful Italian rich leather. And uh, but these things are tough as nails, man. I mean, they they actually use something called bumper crash technology. Uh, these things are double walled on the outside. They're double walled on the inside. Uh, they're totally TSA approved, and. Uh, and they're really lightweight. I mean, that's the thing that I like about them. So, you know, while you may have a an Negrini case, uh, you might want to look at upgrading to, to get one that really fits that beautiful shotgun that you have. So check them out at NegriniCases.com. I think you'll really be impressed at all of the different models and, and the look. And if you want to pick up one, if you spend more than $200 online at checkout, in the little promo box there, a little box that they have for uh, for discounts, type my name, type Marty in there, and they will send you uh, a new Negrini waterproof shot shell case that will hold four boxes of shells. Now, you can use that just about anywhere, but uh, check them out, NegriniCases.com. So, now, all of that taken care of, I want to get back to my buddy, Sean Dulaheri, who, who during the break reminded me that I had had a bit of a faux pas in, uh, in, in something that I said, that Lindenwood has actually won 15 of the last 16 uh, National Collegiate Championships, not 16 of 17, as I said. But in any case, let's, let's, <laughs> let's make sure you understand, that's pretty phenomenal. That's, that's about as close to a dynasty as, as you can get to. And, and I want to get back to Sean, and we were, you know, we were talking about how he got started but Sean, you know something had to stimulate you to to really jump into the into the into the full time competitive business because I, I you know I'm sure that you know with your dad you were doing a lot of duck hunting and things like that but not so much competitive shooting so let's start there and, and take us through what got you to to uh, to get into the competition. Well, when I was in high school, I played a lot of variety of sports, but one of the sports that I excelled in was soccer, um, and got to a very, very high level of it and sustained a knee injury my sophomore, junior year in college and needed something to occupy time. So I went to the collegiate national championships and had never shot international skeet. And that was back when Phil Murray, who was with White Flyer Targets, is now with what back then was with Beretta. And he Mm -hmm. had no idea who I was. I had no (laughs) idea who he was. And he said, well, here, you need to shoot that event. You're, You're a natural wing shooter. So he loaned me a Beretta 682, and I went out, and I, I think I shot close to a 90 and uh, was in the clubhouse not thinking at all I had any chance and had won the Collegiate National Championships that year. And uh, my other father, who I called my other father for all the things that he gave me the opportunity, Burl Branham, who was the head coach of the Army Marksmanship Unit Shotgun Sports, he approached me and asked me if I was interested in doing that as a livelihood. Well, at that particular moment in time, 
I was just focused on getting my degree and getting that big company car and expense account and everything else, which we all know that that doesn't happen that way and made some mistakes as young people do. Um, I loaded up three credit cards and then let my car insurance lapse because I was putting that money towards the bills and slammed into a gal that had only owned the Cadillac sedan Deville for two days. And I owed $28,864.28. So um, the tow truck pulled in front of mom and dad's house and dad said, well, your insurance will cover it. And, uh, <laughs> I had to tell him uh, I love my car insurance laps. And uh, he said, why don't you just pack your things? I'm going to clean it up because I don't think the folks at home want to hear. How <laughs> but he said, I want you to go downstairs. I want you to pack up your things. I, I don't think you've learned anything from me as far as responsibility and discipline and all those things. He said, you, you need to make some changes. My mom was going hysterical. And uh, the next day I raised my right hand and, and committed to go into the, into the Army, which I had a letter unit choice of enlistment to go to Fort Benning and do my basic training, advanced individual training. And then I went straight to the United States Army Marksmanship Unit. So I guess one of the things that leads me to be even sitting here as a guest of your show is mistakes. And mistakes can be turned around. And um, I've gotten to do some astronomically really neat things in the shooting world based on that mistake back there in time. Yeah, and you, and you never, I mean, who in your wildest dream would have thought that was going to be the case? I mean, there, you know, it, you know, some, sometimes, you know, but, yeah, but here's the thing, you made the right move, okay? I mean, you, you thought about it, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, had some sleepless nights while you were thinking about what the heck am I going to do, but, um, uh, you know, raising that right hand and, uh, uh, you know, and, and coming on board with uh, with the with the military and 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 having the ability that you had, uh, you know, really it, it opened some doors. And and as you say, you know, Phil Murray just hands you a shotgun, says, "Go shoot." I had Marty. I had no idea. I mean, I was when I when I checked in after basic training and 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 AIT. When I got to the unit, there were names like Mark Hobbs, Todd Gray's, Brett Erickson. Um, some of the biggest names in the international games. And here I am, a guy that has shot minimally maybe 500 targets at the international games. And I wanted to come in as a bunker shooter, you know, <laughs> an American trap shooter. Don't hold that against me. But um, I, I, I came in and he says, I'm going to turn you into a skeet shooter. And I was like, uh, anything to keep me here. I, I don't have anywhere else to go. And uh, so I, I, Oh, a tremendous amount of thanks and gratitude and love and respect to Burl and Yvonne Brown. Well, you know, and 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 and, and you say that that you wanted to be a bunker shooter. You know, the thing that the thing that that I find very eye opening is that you shot all of the different stuff and you shot it all really, really well. You know, so many shooters. You know, the, the, the guy in sporting place, and you know, and this show is is trap, skeet, sporting, hunting. It's everything. You know, it's not specifically sporting in any way, shape, or form. But a lot of the guys that shoot sporting actually came from from the skeet game or came from the trap game, and uh, you know, and and have gotten really good at it. But you know, as I, as I look at, at at your resume, I mean, it's got it's got trap championships. It's got skeet championships. It's got sporting class. I mean, you've done a little bit of, of all of it. And that's a, that's a, a true testimony to, uh, to the ability that you have. Well, and I think, I think I have to thank some of the, the people that I looked up to Dan Carlisle, Matt Drake, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Blaze. I mean, there's a lot of people that influenced me. So if somebody were to ask me who is the biggest influence, you know, I think I'd have to sit here for probably five or six minutes and name off two, 300 people. Well, there, look, are a lot of people that there are a couple that you just named that, uh, uh, Danny Carlisle is a, is a, is a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have Danny on this show down the road. And, uh, you know, he and I have actually talked together before and, uh, you know, the guy is, uh, is just a, just a whiz with a shotgun and Matt Drake. I, I, I remember watching him at far city gun club one time, uh, and he got on a uh, like on a on a unicycle or something, and, and had a four ten and put the gun behind his back, and was out there breaking true pairs, you know, riding on a wheel with a four ten behind the back. 
And that to me was just, you know, was so eye opening. I, I mean, I, I almost couldn't believe it. But, you know, I, I, I am interested. You know, we, we're, we're going to have a, a few minutes before we got to take our second break. In the second half of the show, we're going to we're going to really get into the nuts and bolts of of the kids and and uh, and what it takes to, for a kid to become a, a collegiate shooter and, and things of that nature. But uh, in, in a little bit of time we got before the break. What's the coolest place you ever been to? Where, where was? What? Give me some, a memory from a, a, a shooting place around the world that you'll never forget. You know, there's been so many places. I think my favorite probably was Australia because it's so similar to the United States, but the people are so laid back and so friendly and so welcoming. Um, to see the different social groups in India, the the haves and the have-nots. Uh, even going to Asia and going to Japan and, and, and Korea and how much taller as United States citizens we are than most of the general public. You stand out a little bit on, on the public transit system. Mm-hmm. Um, those all, I think all the trips were amazing. Serbia, uh, Russia, it's, they, they, some, a lot of them run together because you, you, after 20 and a half years of doing it, you know, I think those favorite ones were more about the friendships that were established than actually the places. Um, but I do have to go back real quick and tell a story about Burl. You you had asked me about shooting all those different games. And, you know, the one thing that Burl was a big stickler on was focusing and becoming great at one. But I was, I was gung-ho to shoot Bunker, and he says, I'll tell you what, I'll shoot you around the trap for a hundred bucks. And this is back when I didn't have the hundred bucks and I, and I kicked that old man's butt. So we go out and he shoots and he breaks about a 14 or 15. And I mean, I, I smoked 24 out of 25. They were just ink balls. And he comes over, he's got his hand out. And I, I guess I'm telling this story because I want the young people out there to understand you can be outfoxed. Mm-hmm by somebody of, of that, that's got a lot more time and grade in humanity than you do because he had his hand out and he says, you owe me a hundred bucks. And I said, I just beat you. And he said, you didn't listen to what I said. I said, I'd shoot you around a trap for a hundred bucks. And I did in fact do that. Give me my hundred dollars. <laughs> so he took that hundred dollars and posted on a board where every single person that came into the United States Army Marksmanship shotgun team could see that hundred dollar bill and i had to sit and look at it for 60 days and you know that old man gave me that hundred dollars back and he said let that be a lesson to you so i thought i'd pass that on to the listeners well yeah you know it's uh, it, it's it's amazing i uh you know it uh, the semantics are, are something that you know we really need to pay attention because and even in and even in coaching you know as a, as a coach you know i'm a coach you're a coach uh, you know, what do people perceive? I mean, you know, we, we, we have to be great communicators because that's what makes it work. And, uh, you know, and when we come back, we're getting ready to take our, our uh, another break here, John. And when we come back, I want to I want to get into that. I want to talk about the communication and talk about how how we talk to these kids. And because a lot of these kids really don't have any idea what to expect when they show up to your place. So you sit tight. We'll be right back, folks. Sean Dulahiri and I will be right back after these messages. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. And I, I want to make sure that everybody knows that, uh, you know, if you're a first time listener to the show, if you like to listen on podcast, uh, you can do that iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher all carry Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you just go in there and, and type type that into their search, you'll get every show that we've ever done will pop right up in front of your face. And I encourage you to do that because there are some really, really, really good shows on there. Uh, this segment of the show is brought to you by my friends at ESP. You know, I wear an ESP stealth model. Now, this thing is, uh, is custom fitted to my ears. Uh, it's waterproof, has a, an adjustable volume. So if I want to hear turkeys way off or if I don't want to hear a duck call really loud right in my ear, I can turn it up or down. But I can always have general normal conversation and not ever have any issues. But anything above 90 decibels, it starts, it, it blocks that out where you don't get any any hearing damage whatsoever. And uh and, and I can promise you, you'll thank me for that. And these things come in a variety of colors. I mean, really cool stuff. Check them out, if you will, ESPAmerica.com. And I think you'll find something there that you really, really like. All right, let's get back uh, to my good buddy, Sean Dulaheri. Now, I, uh, you know, introduced Sean as a, you know, as an international shooter, as a Team USA guy, Army marksmanship guy. We've talked about all of that. Uh, well, Sean's been a, been a, a college coach for a long, long time. You know, when I was in college, well, there was no such thing as as shotgun sports in in colleges. You know, I mean, I went hunting with my shotgun, and I had it in, at on college at college with me, but never ever did anybody say you want to come out for the shotgun team. So, Sean, why don't you let's talk a little bit about that? I mean, I'm I'm just going to give you the floor here. I want you to talk a little bit about the about the 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 collegiate training and, and how you go about finding kids and, and what kids can do to to, to get noticed and, and things of that. I mean, uh, because I, I'm, I'm really a little bit green on this, and I'm sure the audience is too, and I know a lot of parents are going to be listening that say, hey, how can I get my young man or my young lady involved in the shotgun sports for them to go to college? So talk to me, my friend. Well, I think you kind of sort of, preluded to this at the beginning opening talking mm-hmm. about the different events and the shoot up in Minnesota that's got 8,000 kids. It, it, it has become so easy to go out and actually look at the talent because I don't know if you saw the article in Time Magazine. I did. Second week in March, it was talking about the fastest growing high school sport and it happens to be trap shooting. So um, on the coach's standpoint, every college is looking for great gun handlers and, and, and people that can talk intelligently and really well about the sport and be ambassadors for the companies that are in the industry. Um, you know, it, it, the premise of, of college shotgun shooting is a continuation, gives them an opportunity to continue down that path, being a competitor, competitor and uh, getting their education and competing at the same time. What we look for as coaches, I think it's pretty much all the same. Um, 
you're, you're going to obviously take entrance college exams, whether it be the ACT, SAT, um, and hopefully score well on those because the schools do um, issue monies based on those test scores. And then mm-hmm. second of all, your athletic talent, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, but let's hope that it's shotgun shooting and uh, combining those two ability or those, those aids together. Um, there's many schools the Collegiate Nationals, the first year that I was coached, I think there was somewhere in the area of 78, were, were well fast approaching 100 different colleges and universities at the Collegiate National Championships in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Now, you, do you see do you see a, a continued growth in that, Sean? Because, I mean, as I look at it, uh, you know, my state of Georgia is is pretty rich we've got some really really good young shooters here and and, and as we talked earlier i mean eight thousand five hundred kids at, at the minnesota deal the sctp event in ohio is going to be 3500 kids and you know and it's not just it's not just in the eastern part of the country either i mean these shooting programs are, are all across the country and it's even really big in california it is it's i do i i think the trend will continue to grow because of the fact as, as you know, the political side of this whole thing right now with all the tragedies that have happened and people that have that have had devastating things happen to family members, um, it, it's a source where we're actually showing a way to teach kids the positive side and how it raises money for charities. And, and it does establish more character and causes somebody to uh, to to be formulating, be responsible um, and gives them a point of a compass. It gives them direction. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and, and as I as I, I look at at all of this, I mean, you know, I'm here. I am. I'm a parent. Okay, I've got a kid that's that's a that's a pretty good shot, and uh, you know, I, I think he he has the ability to go to the next level. What would my What's what's my step? I mean, do do I contact a, a school of my choice, or do you know? I mean, I know we had a kid uh, here locally who uh, who's recently signed, uh, you know, here a couple of months ago with the University of Alabama for their shooting team, which uh, you know is uh, was was really good for them. And uh, but uh, you know, as a as a parent, you know, how 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 do I reach out to a guy like you? I think it begins with establishing an introduction. Hey, I'm so-and-so's mother and father. Um, and then you're going to hear the same thing that's consistent. Start establishing a resume where you can see that young shooter's progression. Um, mm-hmm. I look I look for what I call the four Ds, dedication, determination, devotion, and desire. Um, if, if somebody possesses that, I'll take that over ability any day because of the fact that means that they're a hardworking, they understand that it, it, it's going to involve a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, a lot of kids in athletics at the high school level, you know, a lot of things you can go out and buy. But the one thing is character. You, you, you're going to gain character by stumbling and falling off that bike and getting back on the bike. And shotgun shooting is one of those where all days are not going to be sunny days. There's going to be snow. There's going to be rain. And, and you can't win every single one of them. There's too much talent out there. So uh, I would say those things, putting those all together and, and being able to communicate to the college coaches, that'll get you uh, a benefit there in the long run. You'll mm-hmm. find a place to come. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I have, have talked a little bit about this, you know, just in, in conversations before the show. And, it, you know, a, a big part of what I'm hearing is that the, the kid has to have self-discipline. I mean, it, he's really got to have a focus of what he's all about because, you know, shooting that shotgun, I mean, nobody's doing that but that kid. I mean, when and when he says pull, he, he better well have meant pull. Well, I mean, you know, it it's not like the other sports out there. You, you're not going to pull a muscle or, or tear a ligament or, or break a bone. You make a mistake in the shooting sports. That's why it takes a very responsible young person to pursue the shooting sports as a comp- competitive field. Safety. Safety mm-hmm. is number one. You don't want to hurt somebody. You don't want to cost them eyesight or a limb or any of that. And, and 
we have to teach people that's that's a that's a concern. That is a number one safety is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without question. And 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 you know, I mean, to the credit of the sport, it's been very safe. You know, yeah. and I mean, unlike, unlike some of these other other sports, you know, I mean, golf golf can be pretty dangerous. I mean, there are lots of ways to get hurt in golf. But you know, I think the I think so much of what we do. Um, instilling the, the, the value of, of being safe in these kids. And this, this actually has to start early, early, early. I mean, you, you know, the last thing you want is a kid to show up to try out for your program or whatever that's not safe with a gun. That has to start at home, too. So, you know, I mean, parents, parents and, and mentors have to be involved in this as well. Absolutely. Well, Sean, we are up on, we're up on our last break. And uh, we're going to take that right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about getting kids involved and and uh, getting getting them to be uh, the kind of shooter that you're looking for. And I'm even, even going to talk a little bit about uh, just briefly about a young man that that I I actually was his first coach, and uh, he wound up shooting for you. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, uh, the, that young man as well and folks sit tight we'll be right back after these messages stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com think of the world 50 years ago Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Radio at gmail.com That's Radio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are, and I am here with my good buddy. And, you know, the, the bad thing about this, Sean, is, you know, we hit it off pretty good all those years ago. And, you know, our, our lives just went in totally different directions. But uh, uh, I, I told my wife the other day, I said, when I was talking to, to Sean on the phone, you know, uh, about being on the show, he, he said, we need to get together and go do some duck hunting. And I can promise you that I'm going to find a way to make that happen because it sounds like you've got a pretty good spot. Well, if I don't, my dad does. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good spots are hard to find these days, but, but Hey, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit. I, you know, I, I it was, it was funny. I, um, uh, uh, 
and, and I didn't even know this young man wound up going to Lindenwood, uh, you know, in, until some years after he was already there. But I, I teach out at a place in California called Birds Landing Hunting Preserve. And uh, well, it's a, just a remarkable facility and a lot of fun. And the Cirillo brothers just put on a just a great show out there. But, you know, when I'm, I'm teaching, I have, uh, they came to me and they said, we've got a young man that, that uh, uh, wants to wants to take a lesson and you know he's just a little guy but you know his mom thinks he's got some promise and uh you know and his name was jason varosa and now jason varosa's uh, family owns varosa vineyards out there they're in the in the wine industry but you know he wound up going to um uh, to Lindenwood, and when I mentioned his name the other day sean I, it was amazing how, how much your voice picked up well he's just a super kid. I mean, I can't go on and on and talk a whole lot about one specific kid, but because there were, there's been so many, but Jason is one of those that's, that's very, very quiet. But when he says something, it's very, very important. He is probably one of the most biggest threats at any of the clay target games out there right now in this, this time, because Mm -hmm. he, he has, he's run 200, I think a couple of times in ATA at the, he did it at the Grand, and I think he did it at the one of the shoots out in California. But he's an awesome sporting clay shooter. He learned to shoot skeet to the highest level. but And he's just a, a great kid. Um, they're all good kids. You just got to – some some of them you got to dig a little deeper. <laughs> yeah, and, well, exactly. And, you, and you know, and it was kind of funny when, you know, when I, I mentioned this during the break, and you said, yeah, I'm going to see that. I want to see that kid going to a wedding this weekend up in Nebraska, yep. I guess. And Two of our shooters, Chase Walter and Morgan Mavis, congratulations to them this weekend. They're getting married up in Lincoln, Nebraska. That so, that to me, well, that to me is is pretty remarkable unto itself that, you know, now here's here, here two kids that were shooters on your team that, you know, are winding up getting married. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, honest, marriage made on a range. To be honest, uh, this summer I will have gone to four to five weddings that were previous students that got in relationships with team members and got married and, and starting their young lives. So it's a, it's a common thing. Um, it does cause some disruption now and then in relationships on a team. I'm sure some of the high school coaches that are listening to this understand what I'm talking about. It's kind of oh, like absolutely. dealing with roosters and chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so I am sure. Yeah, but Jason's a great kid. I, when you said his name, it just brought a big smile to my face because I'm so proud of what he's accomplished in the four years that he was here. And, you know, his parents were very supportive. They, they did some very high-end wine bottles with the success of the Lindenwood team over the years. They've been a great sponsor as well as uh, the gun club at St. Louis Skeet and Trap. So everybody that that is involved with this is, is is, there's a lot of gratitude from the students, from the school, and from my staff. Well, and and you know, as you, as you look at that, and and you know, we we talked earlier about, you know, how do how does a kid get noticed? And you and you're absolutely right. I mean, you'll build a resume, and that means you've got to go out and you've got to go out and shoot. You've got to go out and compete, and you know that that uh, that discipline has to has to come early, and you know, and and we can only hope that it comes you know, from, you know, from within the family early on. And that, that's a big, big part of it. And I guess if, if there was anything that you could say to these parents is, you know, uh, you, you got to keep these kids focused because they, they, they've got some opportunity out there and more and more opportunity coming up every year, it seems like. I think you're right. I think the one thing that I would say to the parents that, that I don't want to say it's an irritation, but it is the kid that is, is, is interviewing, that is trying to come these schools to do something they love to do and it's their platform to talk it's their it, it, what you know it's funny i would rather have the kid walk up to me shake me shake my hand and look me in the eye and say sir i would really like to talk to you about your program but too many times in this day and age the parents are doing all that for them and uh it shows a sign of maturity on the youngster's part whether it's it's a male or female um it, it's just, it's about building that character and the tools that they're going to need later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, and, and, I, and I hate to say this, and it's going to sound terrible, but when when mommy and daddy's not standing there, you know, uh, the kid's got to be on his own two feet. And sometimes that's tough. 
first thing I explained to them is I'm not going to carry their gun. I'm not going to carry their shooting bag. That's something they're going to do on their own. And the next thing that comes out of my mouth is, is introduce yourself and tell me five things about yourself in front of your new teammates. Media training 101, which is one of the most important things for our industry, being able to talk intelligently about our games and most importantly about the companies that are in that industry. They look for that value. They want to see those young people. Those might be the future of the industry that are standing right before them, able to talk about our sport. Well, and I and I and I firmly believe that that's the case. I mean, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, many, many, many years ago to to uh, to get a degree, my degree in college from uh, from Georgia Southern in in public relations, and you know. So often, you know, I, I see shooters that don't really understand what being sponsored is all about. You know, <laughs> there's a lot more to, to a sponsorship than getting something free or, or getting a check. I mean, it's a it's a two way street. And that's a, a big part of that uh, with with these kids is, you know, they they have to learn that not only do they represent themselves, they represent their sponsors as well. And when they're on your your team, they represent the university. Now, every year that they hear it over and over and over, being a champion is not about winning. Being a champion is reaching down and helping the people below you come to your level and let them win every now and then. And then most importantly, accepting defeat, losing with dignity and respect, and still being able to look at the other person and say, man, you had quite a day. Because you're going to have your day eventually. And, you know, it's like watching somebody – you've you've duck hunted with people that want to shoot every duck in the sky, but the most enjoyable days is when you shoot, you let the guy to your left shoot by himself. If you've got mm-hmm. small groups coming in, you don't want to do that with the bigger bunches, but on the same token, it, the enjoyment comes in our sport by gratification by those that we get to share it with. Well, Sean, we're, we're about to run out of time. If, uh, if, is there a, uh, a contact for you? If, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Go to, go to Lindenwood.edu. Go to Lindenwood Athletics and look under Student Life Sports and look under Shotgun Sports. We are a co-ed sport. Um, and you can list, you, it, it's got the staff, it's got our emails, it's got our phone numbers. Um, and, you know, as an ambassador to the game, if you've got questions about other schools, it, obviously we try to protect our own programs, but we sure. all just can give advice to help that young person. To Absolutely. Well, we are up on the, we are up on the minute and John, thank you so very much for being a part of the show folks. We'll see you next time on winging clay nation. And by all means, be safe, shoot straight and have fun. And take those kids out shooting because you're you're going to thank me for that down the road. Sean, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for Folks, having me, Marty. You bet, buddy. Folks, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting. Thank <laughs> you.